You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? You're listening to Podcast PXN, episode 27. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is PTM on Twitter. And I am joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, it only took me about seven outtakes to get to this point, but here we are. I have no idea what you think you screwed up. I screwed up everything. Everything You said, what's up, up guys, and I, that was it. I know. I'm very I don't particular. understand. How, oh, my God. It has to be the right inflection. It does, yes. Uh, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday. Every, each and every week. Each, each and every week. Each and every week. At one. some point in the yeah. week. Each and every week, because today's Friday, of course. Uh, just this search- Wednesday wasn't my fault, for the record, for once. That's it was not my fault. That's true. I forgot about Ash Wednesday. Uh, just search Podcast PXN, and you'll find us on YouTube. Uh, Remember, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN News of the Week is there has been two Star Wars games officially confirmed and announced, and one of which is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel from Respawn. The other is a kind of unique game, they're calling it, from EA Motive. Uh, EA Motive was like that support studio that they uh, put in place a few, like five years ago or something like that. Uh, They helped on Star Wars Battlefront 2. They've been like a support studio for the most part uh, since they were created. I believe Jade Raymond was the one who went over there to kind of help start up that studio. Uh, So that'll be interesting to see kind of what that is. But obviously we're both excited that they're uh, making a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it, how successful we've heard the numbers. I think something around 10 million or something like that copy sold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why wouldn't you make a sequel? But yeah. don't expect it, my guess is, for three years. Probably, yeah. Um, granted, I know it's not going to be like um, – I mean, it could be quicker, but it's going to be kind of built in a different engine because of it being next obviously gen. next gen mm-hmm. for it. But, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, don't change anything, unlike Daniel's going to say. What? What? You hated the combat. I love the combat. So you, you don't want him to see, see him change anything? No, just improve. Oh. May, uh, maybe give me some more options and force You sound powers. like one of those fanboys out there that is a fanboy of a franchise. That don't change anything. I love it exactly how it is. That's exactly how the Halo community is. They say, well, we don't want anything changed. Why? That's the whole, like, innovation is what's great about games. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you just had such a problem with the combat. That's why I don't want I know. Them. You're just trying to set yeah. me off. That's yeah. why I don't want them changing things. I thought that combat was perfect. All right. Anyways, uh, the EA also... Uh, announced that well no, they didn't announce but this was kind of leaked that a third star wars game was also canceled last year which was apparently some kind of spinoff from uh star wars battlefront so, so that's two canceled star wars games yeah or actually or third three because yeah. um what the bounty hunter 1313 yes. was officially canceled yeah um in like the 2010s or whatever yeah um, but yeah that's a third star wars cancellation game in ea's contract yeah that's not, a, not a good sign not a good sign at all and uh i'm not even sure what they would have done with a spinoff to battlefront like why not just make your own star wars game why do you need to make a spinoff of battlefront for that they I, have this whole like as we saw it was a couple weeks ago when it was leaked about respawn um not want like 
basically EA came to respawn, like, hey, we don't want lightsabers or we don't want the Force in a Star Wars game. Well, that was Lucasfilm, um, right? No, that was that was EA. Oh, I thought it was Lucasfilm who originally said that because Respawn wanted that stuff, Jedi's and uh, lightsabers, but then Lucasfilm was initially cold on that. I see, believe. I could have sworn it was EA, but regardless, whoever it is in the higher ups making these decisions always wants to continue to go away from what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Every sci-fi uh, series, game, whatever you want to call book, they all have some. They all have traveling in space. All have some type of guns that like could be blasters or stun guns or anything like that. But yeah, what makes Star Wars unique is this whole magic form of stuff going on. The Jedi is what makes Star Wars Star Wars. But everyone wants to like keep going away from what is basically categorizing this whole thing. So luckily Respawn obviously refused and Battlefront has continuously gone away from that formula, but as we see, like it wasn't as successful as it could have been. It it was uh, Lucasfilm. They were they had to gain Lucasfilm's trust to make a game about Jedi and lightsabers because they were initially concerned about that. Like it's basically like the holy grail of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving on uh, to our next news story, which I'm sure you are very excited to see: Platinum Games. Uh, next game has been announced: Project GG, which is. Uh, a spiritual successor to Beautiful Joe and the Wonderful 101. Uh, the Wonderful 101 was a game that was kind of uh, stuck on the uh, Wii U, uh, but it was actually pretty well acclaimed. A lot of people liked Wonderful 101. Uh, I never played it personally, but... I only played a demo that yeah. was on the Wii U. Um, it was interesting and unique, but at that point, I was always in the mindset of, uh, let me just play the Wii U Nintendo exclusives, not like their other exclusives like Zombie U and all that such. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you're very excited about that, them working on that instead of Bayonetta 3, I'm sure. Who knows? I mean, it, it's... I get it. This is a new team, technically, for um, Platinum Games. But does that... My, my counting, is this four teams, or is this, is this considered that cross-Nintendo AAA team? Yeah, I'm not sure. So if this isn't, that's the fourth team that's been created now in Platinum Games with nothing remarkable being released, in my opinion, mm. since Bayonetta 2. Yeah. Um, and that was on the Wii U in 2015. No, sorry. Uh, maybe 2014. Um, but like that's a long time to go without making a substantial, remarkable game, in my opinion. And that's what I was going to say. Like, uh, How is Platinum not in like financial problems right now? Because they haven't, like you said, they haven't really released anything that's been good, critically or commercially. So I'm not sure how the hell they're still making... Yeah, new games uh, yeah, and building teams and like what i don't understand that uh, i don't know i don't know it, it doesn't make sense i mean the rumor was is that we were going to hear something alongside of bayonetta 3 with this announcement but obviously that didn't come fruition and we knew we had a podcast in between this uh but the friday's last friday's direct uh from nintendo was all about animal crossing we didn't hear anything about any other game um which means we Animal Crossing comes out literally in three-ish weeks, mm -hmm. and we know nothing else about any other Nintendo exclusive. So something has to be getting set here soon, and it's gonna be going on three years. So Bayonetta three has to be some sort of news eventually. True, I would assume, but it's Platinum Games, so you never know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
kind of piggybacking off of that news story, uh, Wonderful 101 has a remaster that is actually coming May 19th to all the platforms that uh, it's been in development for, which is like Switch, PS4, and PC, I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, everything but Xbox One. Yeah. So. Which is weird but whatever yeah at this point uh it's good to have that game that people actually enjoyed on more platforms than just the wii u that nobody really (laughs) enjoyed so yeah uh, i just don't get why uh they're only leaving one specific platform out i get it it's a japanese game but i mean just like we talked about kingdom hearts before yeah i mean you're just alienating a portion of your audience that might only have an xbox console at least as far as this generation, PS4 and Xbox One are pretty lateral as far as movement and comparisons. So it's not that hard. And I know I'm not a technical person. Right. But it, it does not seem it would be that hard um, to port that more or less to that console. I do wonder if this has some kind of, and this could be just me being crazy, but if this has some kind of uh, uh, link to Microsoft and Scalebound's uh, partnership for uh, Platinum and that falling through, if that has a side effect of this, then that's why they don't want to work with them. I mean, yeah, I hate I hate to go in conspiracy mode, but yeah. it, that kind of wraps up. Um, the only thing that... Uh, I don't want to believe that because we've we've actually said that good on Phil Spencer for doing this. Um, regardless if we don't know what the final product was when it came to Scalebound, but you and I both believe it's better to cancel a poor project than to release a poor project because um, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, what's up, Bledar? Uh, he's just commented in our chat. Hi, guys, watching all the way nice from couch. Albania. Nice couch, just subbed. Appreciate the sub, man. Yeah. Really appreciate you watching us. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. That that definitely could be a lot more toxic relationship than we realize. I, I, I personally just am not a, I am really questioning, I guess, my dedication to Platinum Games. They haven't been... We, we always compliment them so well, like, on all these games. And I, at this moment, can really only think of two that I'm like, all right, the Bayonetta 1, Bayonetta 2, yeah. that I can fully get on board with them. Other than that, I, I don't know. Their pedigree is always these poor licensed games. Mm. Um, what, Avatar, uh, that uh, Korra game, was universally panned, and people yeah. were, like, super excited for. I know they're not doing the One Punch Man uh, game that comes out, I think, in a few weeks. Um, I haven't watched the video yet for it. But... Uh, the Transformer games were okay, um, but I only think they did a handful of them. I didn't do them all. True. Um, TMNT that they released on the PS3 and Xbox 360 that you can't even get anymore because that license expired. Yep. That was received pretty poorly. Yep. Um, and I, I actually was looking very much forward to that um, because I thought, like, especially like Rocksteady and Bebop, like that was going to be a really cool thing. Yep. And yeah, Vladar agrees that like Korra. Not good. So not I good. don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know where Platinum really sits in like this upper echelon of game developers. Cool. Uh, and just for the new people that are here, Bloodar, yeah, we do read out the comments as we do the podcast. So if you want to uh, contribute in any way, feel free to do so. So uh, we'll move on. Uh, the next news story we have, Predator Hunting Grounds, the uh, PS4 game that's being made by the Friday the 13th developer, uh, Ilphonic, I believe is oh, yeah. their name. Uh, they are making a trial weekend coming March 27th for Predator Hunting Grounds. 
So this is kind of exciting because we just want to see like what, what this it is. game is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it going to be a really good Predator game or is it going to be like Friday the 13th reskinned essentially? Yeah. Because I, I know when this got announced, you and I were talking about it. Like they did announce obviously some details as far as um, like you're a group of mercenaries or whatever in the jungle and that stuff. And then somebody else is the Predator, that type of thing. But you and I both had concerns because Friday the 13th is a really cool looking game but it it's really the comedic aspect is what plays most into that game because of the glitches yeah and that's not something you want to continue to be known for as a developer i mean i would think bethesda right now as far as their engines go that's more it used to be always comical they always have issues with their engine fallout all this stuff and now it's like Mm -hmm. when we saw fallout 4 we saw kind of a backlash with people like all right it's been this long we've been very nice and forgiving like you no. gotta fix this yeah. thing, um, and they fixed it with Fallout seventy six. Yeah, they they definitely fixed <laughs> not. They fixed a lot of things yeah. with seventy six, including fixing to alienate the community away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I I think this is actually cool that we get to almost have a hands on demo. Um, I always think it's really nice that whenever you have a beta or a demo, um, I actually forgot to talk about this, but I did play the little demo they had for uh, Neo 2. Oh. Um, gotcha. That it was just a launch, like, weekend type thing. Um, but I think that's really nice, even if it's something I'm going to purchase, that I'm able to at least have a trial run. Mm. Xbox 360 did this great in the beginning where pretty much every game had some sort of demo or playable aspect to it because sure. in this type of market, the only thing when our with our entertainment we really get is just visuals and what other people are going to uh say and all that stuff true um and actually blood are we uh that your last comment we'll be getting to that here very shortly on our topic of the week yes absolutely (laughs) yep uh moving on bungie has announced that they are removing all their cosmetic loot boxes from the eververse uh during the next season so uh basically they have these little uh crypt uh items uh i forget what they're called um bright ingrams bright ingrams that are essentially loot boxes so you open them and you don't know what the heck you're getting uh they're removing those completely from the game uh they're still gonna have payable uh pay paid cosmetics uh that you can buy but you'll know what you're getting you'll you'll just pay for certain things uh which is fine it's whatever yeah uh that's obviously to support the ongoing game that continues to run uh so I have no problem with that, uh, and them removing loot boxes isn't a bad thing. No, so. I would agree. I, I think the more transparency you have as a game company, especially when you're trying to fund your game, like you said, is better. Um, I personally, like, uh, I've never bought a Cosmetics in Apex, but if I did, I know I can look at them right then and there and say, this is what I want. So I, I like that they have that option. Um, especially like you and I that aren't going to buy Cosmetics just for Cosmetics' sakes, but plenty of people that do and they would love to know exactly what they're getting for their money more or less for sure uh and obviously that might be part of the byproduct of them no longer being owned or not destiny being owned by activision yeah. anymore which helps considerably because bungie makes all their decisions themselves now yeah so. yeah it sounds more of a gamer centric uh decision for them to do this uh just because they don't have activision which is known for loot boxes mm-hmm. down their throat with it yep uh, moving on, uh, so this is a huge news story for the industry as a whole. 
Uh, literally everyone is backing out of, of the GDC. Microsoft, Square yeah. Enix, Sony, yeah. uh, Epic Games is. Yes. Yeah, everyone's backing out. It's insane what the uh, coronavirus is doing to the industry as a whole, uh, the technology industry. Uh, even Microsoft, they adjusted like their gross revenue or something uh, projections for the, uh, this quarter because they were concerned about coronavirus affecting yeah. their uh, different services and stuff. Uh, so that's that's super crazy that this virus is just affecting every aspect of our life right now. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they do. And something. it hasn't even hit the states in reality, right? When we only have like sixty or forty cases, but obviously companies are way too nervous to even try to risk it i was talking about it today with daniel my company actually even sent out a uh presser saying like if you came back from these countries they don't want you to come back to work um this type of thing so it's being taken very serious as it should um it's just going to be an interesting gdc this year with basically only people from san francisco (laughs) probably showing up true um i I just think it's going to be uh an insane same thing that's gonna happen yeah uh we we were talking about shortly hopefully this doesn't impact the launch of next gen systems this fall and at the very least if it does impact it at the very least we'll see console shortages for sure and that's that's definitely a scary thing going into a new generation and i think you and i even made this comment back when like the coronavirus first became this like massive thing Mm. um and china is be wary when those pre-orders come up for Series X mm-hmm. and uh, PS5. That's your only way that you're probably going to guarantee that you're going to get it um, at this point. Because I just, and even then, who knows? Console shortages can still affect that type of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, we are looking at the states almost thinking that there's, I mean, we've seen the stock market the past couple of days. And, mm-hmm. obviously, we're not going to go into that because we're all about no. gaming. But, yeah everything in is going to be affected by this whole issue so it's yeah it's you gotta have to figure out what you want to do yeah. i mean i might honestly we'll kind of get it into it a little later but like if i'm even thinking about an xbox as far as getting one in the fall um i would more or less lean towards okay i need to pre-order that as well as a ps5 just to make sure i'm able to get one in time because yeah. you want to be part of that conversation. I get it. Right. Launch lineups are always scary and stuff like that. But I think you're always protected, too, in a sense. Yeah. Especially being an early adopter. But yeah. You're protected knowing that Halo Infinite is a launch title. Yeah, it won't be a game I'd probably get Shut up, Sean. I would, get, do, that. Get I would do that just to piss you off. Game Pass. <laughs> it's free with Game Pass. Uh, but I... Bladar says, what does the general public think? Uh, we're not going to go into anything like that. We're, we're just going to talk about the impact that it has on games. We're not going to go into like whether we think it's man-made or whatever, uh, just because that's all political stuff. We, we just think it's better just to not talk about that kind of stuff. You sure? Uh, I figured it was your boy, Randy Pitchford, that made it. Oh, Randy. You know what? <laughs> if we, if we want to start that conspiracy, I'm all for it. Randy Pitchford started the coronavirus. Yes, there we go. We got it. We got it. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm adding him on Twitter right now. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Our next news story, Borderlands 3. Speak, of course, Randy That's why I said it. And then we lead into this. <laughs> Borderlands 3's next DLC expansion, Guns, Love, and Tentacles, is coming March 26th. And I think you have uh, some details. Yeah, so 
Um, this is the second of the four pay deals, uh, four pay DLCs. Um, it is uh, kind of taken place uh, with the Wainwright and Hammerlock wedding uh, that happened. If uh, anybody remembers, they are together in the game. I won't go into any more than that because uh, that is a part of the ending. Um, so obviously, uh, new epic loot. Um, there's actually going to be a new planet, um, and it looks like you're actually going to be fighting an act inside a old uh vault uh beast uh, oh. i can't remember what they're called but like you're kind of inside of one that's cool. that's decaying and all this stuff um a couple fan favorite uh characters returning as N- uh npcs that's cool um oh hey goal 97 um so that's really neat that yet again we talked about the fan service that this game did as far as the entire series of borderlands yeah so that's really neat um i actually don't even recognize the character um, I can't even remember the name, but new legendaries, new cosmetics. Um, all this is really exciting. Yeah. I was really actually just hoping, though, for a new character as well announced. So no new character. No new character oh. yet. Um, but they did kind of give a little insight to um, upcoming DLC. First off is some uh, pay, uh, free DLC. So um, new Mayhem mode. Um, they already had Mayhem mode that's in there, um, which it's kind of like you're just killing everything, which is pretty much the point of Borderlands anyways. Um, also another one, Revenge of the Cartels, and then also Guardian Takedown, where you get to face, like, more challenging bosses and stuff. Hmm. So that's really, really cool that they keep supporting us. This game, remember, came out in September of 2019. Yep. So they're still going at this thing. Um, and then they announced a little bit of details for the next two DLCs, uh, or the next DLC, at least. Um, it's gonna be called something in the form of Outlaws and Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? Uh, yeah, Ooh. so... Um, if you remember, I can't remember the exact beast name, but there is kind of a dinosaur-like or T-Rex-like uh, enemy in Borderlands 3. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm wondering if it's going to have a little bit to do with that. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out this summer at some point. Uh, the main ask is obviously, please give me a character. That's what I want. I yep. want a new character. Um, I still haven't uh, gone back to Moxie's Heist. I really need to do that. Um, I might just knock out these two DLC at the same time. Um but we'll see how far deep I go into Neo 2 here in a few weeks because obviously that's going to be my jam. Cool. Sounds like a lot of awesome stuff coming to Borderlands 3. Uh, fun fact about Borderlands 3, I haven't gone back since the DLC came out, but every single time I see a code for Golden Keys on Twitter, you still I it? enter it on my Dude, browser. So I probably, yeah. yeah, I probably have about a hundred Golden Keys at this point waiting for me whenever I go back. See, I just stopped doing it because I got like, yeah. it's, you always reach this cap in Borderlands games where you're like, all right, this gun just wrecks. And obviously I was already at the level cap too. And it's just, I get it. There's more creative guns and all this interesting stuff. But like a certain point, you are happy with your set. Oh, it yeah. does great. So it's like, okay, now I'm just adding more and more to my backpack that I don't need. Yeah, once you get the guns you love, you're set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, speaking of uh, next-gen, Square Enix has announced that they are releasing cross-gen for the next several years. So uh, basically what that means is they're going to continue releasing for Xbox 3. Xbox, I almost said Xbox 360. Xbox like two One. generations yeah. back. Xbox One. <laughs> They're going to continue releasing Xbox One and PS4 games alongside Series X uh, slash Series S, whatever that's going to be, uh, and PlayStation 5. 
so they're going to continue doing cross-gen games a, a, at least for the next year or two, just like what Microsoft announced, what, a month ago? Uh, and, and there was rumors about Sony doing the same thing as well. It's just sense. It just makes sense. You have this huge install base this gen already. Why would you throw all that away for, you know, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? So thank you, Alexa. Motion detected outside. I appreciate you interrupting the podcast. Oh, we're getting robbed. Yeah, Yay. we're getting robbed. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that actually kind of makes me happy about this is we don't know any post-launch details on um, Square Enix's Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Yes. We only know about Part One that comes out in about a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as taking place on Midgar, we don't know if you're get off Midgar or any type of stuff like that. But the biggest question around this particular game has been how does that support look coming into the next generation? Um, and we know it's not sure. just a console exclusive; it's a timed exclusive to PlayStation Five. Um, granted, it got pushed now to I think April twenty twenty one for Xbox. Yes, more or less. Yeah. But what does that look like as far as your part two? How does that save carry over that type of thing? Because you would assume that something cloud based uh, is going to happen, but no details have been told to us. Yep. So that at least gives me a little bit of faith that hey, I'm going to get a Final Fantasy seven remake, and then whatever this part two is, I'll still be able to play it on my PlayStation. Four maybe or minimally yes um, to figure out all that stuff yeah absolutely uh, Bladar Bladar says in the uh, chat will you guys do Resident Evil uh, three when it is out finally the remake yes actually that is our next news story which is Resident Evil three demo has been announced so we are very excited about or at least I'm very excited <laughs> about it uh, Resident Evil three demo I am all for the Resident Evil two demo was awesome. Uh, I love it, that people started doing speed runs of the demo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such stressful watching those things. Because basically, they the, the demo they let you get like to a certain point, but like I didn't even hit that point in the demo. I was just exploring. Yeah, so it was much. a thirty minute time demo. Thirty minute. Yeah. Yep. But they uh, they cut you off at a certain point, like so. Speedrunners ended up hitting a yeah. wall essentially. But uh, this is awesome. Uh, I'm very excited to see more on Resident Evil three. Uh, they, there were some leaked screenshots this past week that showed Nemesis, which looks badass as heck. Uh, so very excited to actually get my hands on it. Resident Evil 2 was one of my favorite games last year for Resident Evil 2. And you're not coming off of anything from Resident Evil 3. Correct. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from your standpoint as far as not having that nostalgia or feelings towards it at all. I mean, I'm just excited to be freaked out again as i was when i was a kid because that game was just the most stressful game i ever played because of him and i think it's going to continue to be stressful mr x was pales in comparison when it comes to nemesis that's what i've heard yeah Yeah. (laughs) especially with a rocket launcher this time around yeah I did read something that uh, they're, they're implementing some kind of system like for Nemesis, like to actually uh, you have to do some kind of sequence or something in order to evade him. I don't know. I hope that doesn't mean like a quick time event or something. But I, I know you could cheese him in the PS1 version. Gotcha. Um, it was actually sometimes quicker to cheese him. Like you just popped off six shots um, generally to the head as best you can with obviously tank controls. Um, yeah. But there was a way to at least cheese him, and sometimes it was actually a better option than running because he basically could catch up to you more or less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited for that cool. to 
finally come out. Yeah. And then Resident Evil 4 remake. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just make a new Resident Evil game at this point. But well, yes, it's already would... been confirmed that they're making one. Yes. We just yeah. and the only rumor that we have is that it's done in the light of Resident Evil 7, yes. which I kind of wish they would go actually more towards these remakes yep. versions. I agree. Uh, moving on, uh, Shovel Knight has a uh, spinoff that has been announced by uh, Yacht Games, Yacht Club Games, yep. and uh, it's called Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which I don't think, they didn't talk about platforms or anything, but just the fact no, that... No, the name... Yeah. It says Pocket yeah. Dungeon. It sounds like it's going to be a mobile game, kind of like Minecraft Pocket Edition. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think it's really cool that Yacht Club Games continues to go after it when it comes to Shovel Knight. Um, the last DLC that they released uh, inside of Treasure Trove for Shovel Knight is the last one for that base game. They are done with Shovel Knight, the base game. So, I mean, this, I don't know any other details as far as that this has been announced. Um, I don't know if this is like a separate team that made it because it looks like a smaller game. Mm. Um, it looks almost like a pseudo Zelda dungeon crawler, maybe mixed with like a little bit of Tetris. Hmm. From what I could tell, there's no video That's images. Weird. It was all just like, images. yeah, just there. So it kind of looked like that. Mm. But um, Yacht Club Games has gotten nothing but praise from not just the community, but also the press. So I can only give it faith when it comes to whatever this game is. Yeah. Honestly, as long as it's not on Apple, um, what's their game? Arcade. Thing? Apple yeah. Arcade. I'm good to check it out. I just don't right. want to invest in Apple Arcade every month. I'd rather just pay a premium price right then and there and then have the game, similar True. to like Mario Run. True. Although I I 100% recommend doing the free trial for Apple Arcade to play What, what the Golf because that game is so silly it's awesome. Like, I love that. I have been thinking about checking it out, but, yeah. I mean, I still keep playing Mario Kart, and that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, which one racing game, by the way, of the year at um, the Dice yeah, Awards, yeah. which was totally, oh, look, bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Crash Team Racing should have been the racing game of the year. Yeah. Regardless how you feel about it being differing from Mario Kart itself. Yeah. Like, that was the, that should have been the racing game of the year. Yeah. How... How on earth Mario Kart Tour won as as racing game of the year? Yeah, I don't understand that either. In a year that didn't have Forza, Gran Turismo, or... Like, that would be even scarier if those games oh, were God. out in that one. Yeah. Like, look, Mario Kart runs fine to, like, as a distraction Mario and Kart stuff. Tour. No, Mario Kart Tour, sorry. Um, Mario Kart Run, oh, yeah. could you imagine that? You play as the kart and you're jumping around? That would be pretty funny. Like, it's a fun distraction, but it's yeah. not, like, that innovative of a game. There's yeah. a lot of issues with it true uh moving on to our last news story uh there's a new document that uh showed off a, a patent uh i guess for the dualshock 5 uh that's what i'm calling it they haven't officially called it the dualshock 5 it's a but, safe bet yeah it's a very safe bet uh so the controller for playstation 5 uh they have this new biofeedback thing that they have patented uh, so essentially, it's going to take like your sensory stuff from your hand. So like uh, possibly like pulse and like sweat. I think there was something that like sweat, sweat glands. Because like, they were talking like, about like a fear meter type yeah. thing. Which is interesting. Like yeah. the idea sounds super interesting because like if you have like a horror game or something and uh, you put certain pieces in that you're expecting the player to react certain ways and you can analyze that data, like get that data from the player, like for future games or whatever, or to use in the game uh, that they're currently playing. Like that's such an interesting idea. 
I just don't know how well it's necessarily going to be implemented. That's the only thing that I'm kind of like, eh, is, is that going to work out if that actually happens? Uh, the other problem is uh, multi-platform games. Are they going to take advantage of that? Because I, as we both know, there's tons of multi-platform games that didn't take advantage of six axis, didn't take advantage of the impulse triggers on Xbox One. There's... Or currently the uh, HD rumble feature yes. on, the, on the Switch controllers, Ex on the Joy-Cons. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you, you can create the coolest things in the world for your con con controllers, but at the end of the day, you have to have the developers actually want to create for it. Yeah. So that's going to be, I think, the thing that we'll have to watch out for. And not to mention the back, the PS4 DualShock um that uh, has that back button attachment that came out in January, yes. and that has been reported to work with whatever this new um, uh, controller is, uh, but we don't know if it's going to have it built in or just an attachment, but there's another thing to add on to your controller. Like, I, are you doing too many things at once right. now to your controller where you're not only just touch, you're holding it, but you're also like making sure that you, they can sense you, yeah. stuff like that. Like, it'd be cool for psychological thrillers. Like, I'm I'm thinking about like uh, classic GameCube game Eternal Darkness. If that had like some sort of thing to respond to your fear or your confusion or whatever, that's mm -hmm. a really cool and interesting way to develop a game. But yeah. I really believe, like you, like it's just going to be a one or twice time uh, gimmick, and that's really it. True. So, uh, moving on to the games we are playing. Uh, so, well, before we move on, let's just go over this. Bladar says. I know it's pretty much off topic, but will you guys ever push towards a reacting channel, even if there are millions of them probably? would love to see which TV series you haven't watched yet. So I guess he's asking if we would ever do like a uh, reactions like to certain uh, television shows or whatever. Probably not. Uh, I'd be down to do a reaction video on the classic uh, movie called Brides War or Bride Wars. What? Uh, stars Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. Just uh, it's a classic tale of cinema. I've never heard of it. I'm just so. lying. Oh, okay. Uh, we actually have uh, talked about doing games that him and I are not uh, huge people into. Yeah. So Daniel uh, is really against Dark Souls games or Souls-like. Oh. Uh, and that's like one of my favorite genres. Oh. Um, and then I am also not an FPS person. Yeah. Or And I've never played a Mass Effect game, never played a Skyrim, any of that stuff. Uh, I tried Fallout for like an hour, hated it. Uh, so we joked about doing maybe something like that uh, once our schedules get like a little better and that stuff. Um, oh, you're all good. No, you're fine. Yeah, but I we we we've, we've joked about seeing what we could do to have one another suffer through something that we know we're both uncomfortable with, even yeah. if it's just as a gag, more yeah. or less. Just as a joke, yeah. Because I'd probably cry know. watching you play Souls. <laughs> I would probably break multiple things. I'm not going to lie. I would probably not want to do this at my house because I'd probably just destroy my entire house. Why? That worked out so I mean, well when you played uh, Fallen oh, Order. Oh, God. Played that freaking second to last boss 76 million times. And then you come out, touch the controller, and you're like, man, I can't even do this. So then I take it back and beat it the first try. I was uh, like, are yeah, you kidding me? Yeah, touch it. It's fine. That was ridiculous. In my defense, I only died like five times to him. Ah, true. <laughs> uh, moving on now to games we are playing. Uh, currently, I am going back to Fortnite again. 
I'm being what is up with you with this kick recently, man? I, I'm being sucked back into Fortnite. Uh, so a lot of my friends have been playing it lately, so I've been uh, going on there playing with them because uh, they had a squad going and one day, and I joined them, and I was like, all right, I'm back in, I guess. I've literally been sucked back in, almost like you started to get sucked back into Apex not that long ago. Yeah, I, uh, uh, for a couple days, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm glad I got out of it real quick. So... Uh, I really like what they're doing in the current season of Fortnite, though, with the spy theme. It's kind of interesting because they have, like, hot points on the map that you can go to now that uh, you have to disguise yourself for the AI that are in those areas to not shoot at you. But then once you disguise yourself, they don't shoot you. You can sneak in and, like, open vault keys. And similar to Apex, they added that uh, vault or whatever, the vault room. Mm -hmm. uh, they added that for Fortnite as well, where you get the key from the boss, and then you go open these vaults uh, in these areas. And it kind of makes an interesting dynamic having the AI on the map as well as uh, the human players because you're kind of you're trying to keep yourself alive from the AI players by disguising yourself but then if you get shot by human characters your disguise goes away and then you're getting shot by three different directions and you're like oh my god this is overwhelming but uh it's a lot of fun so uh i'm i'm very excited uh to kind of there there would be a that. good game for me not to panic on is fortnite because i'll never i've never played it never had any inkling to play it yeah and stuff and i know it's the Though there was a report that I saw that uh, Epic's game, Epic Games actually reported a loss this past quarter yeah. from Fortnite. And I saw that they were disputing it yeah. because they're, I don't know, I'm not sure what the whole story was, but they're saying that that wasn't accurate or something. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I, it's never been something that I would, I actually kind of agree with, uh, let our look like cool, but I, I like it, it's pretty, pretty much opposite of the mainstream as far as how he likes to view it, but that, I, I don't. I never wanted to just, or never not wanted to because of it being mainstream. It just, it looked, I'm not an online player. looks a little confusing for me, but yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and the other thing I have on here, uh, so the last week we, I was talking about Oculus Quest. Yeah. About how much uh, fun that was, and I was completely taken aback from it. So I literally put my uh, email address on this list that sends uh, notifications when stock goes into stock because the quest has been nowhere oh, to be found. Yeah. It's been nowhere to be found. So today I got a notification it was available. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to get it. Oh, so, so I yeah, got, I got it. Nice. I ordered it from uh, Walmart because it came into stock. There was two in stock when I looked at it and I was like, all right. And then I got I have a request. Quick. What's that? You have to get Vader Immortal. All I right. really want to try that out. I will do that. Um, it looks really cool. Yeah. So, um, and then I know you're probably going to get that like football thing that we talked about last yes. week. Yeah. So I'm very excited to check that yeah. out. Um, so that's it for me. Cool. Um, so uh, not much has – actually, nothing has changed. So I uh, played Darksiders Genesis. Uh, I actually beat it. Um, I really liked the story. It wasn't as grabbing as I would hope it would be, but it mm. is a Darksiders story. They're not like massively known for that. Uh, but the gameplay stuck throughout. It always – it didn't feel repetitive to me. As far as the combat and the upgrades and stuff like that, there's still a lot that I have to do to 100% it. How long was it? Um, if you're not looking to replay levels in 100%, mm -hmm. maybe 15, 17 oh, hours. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, now, my playtime says that I spent like 120 plus hours on it. 
I don't know. I think it's because of the switch because I never actually closed oh. the game. I just, you know, put it to sleep. Yeah. Um, so that was my guess. Or I might have just, like, left it on not realizing it. Yeah. But, yeah, I know I definitely did not spend that yeah. much time because it was, like, it was at that, like, after, like, three or four days. I'm like, yeah. okay, I've done other things. Yeah. Uh, but highly <laughs> recommend it. It was a lot of fun. I know you bought it, but you haven't checked it out fully yet. No. Um, so I really wish just the co-op was a little better thought out as far as that vertical split screen. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I think is conducive in today's time. Yeah. Um, I wish kind of do was cross-play so you and I could play together as far as – because I have the yeah. Switch and you have it on the Xbox. I don't believe it is, though. No. Um, but I know online you don't obviously see that split screen or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool. Actually, it was nice to see that Samael had a lot more to do in this story. He's uh, kind of been a – he has been a character in all the games except for, I believe, the third game. No, he was he was actually in the third game. Um, so it was neat to see him more take uh, part of the action um, and stuff and actually see him. Yeah. Because uh, you actually fight alongside of him in a part, too. Um, I thought that was actually pretty cool. cool. You've never actually seen him do anything besides sit there on a throne and just make comments to you. Because you really never know what Samael's whole thing is with it. Um, but it was it was a pretty good game. Um, I actually really liked it. So now it's just the way for Neo 2, then uh, Doom, maybe Animal Crossing. They still haven't sold me on Animal Crossing. So, so on your scale of Darksiders 2 to Darksiders 3, where is it at? The Darksiders 3 I really enjoyed. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I still say the first one's my favorite. First one, um, your favorite? Obviously, being Zelda-oriented, I'm going to stick with that. I would say probably it's it's going to sound bad, but it's really not because they're all very good games, in yeah. my opinion. But I really think it goes one, two, three, Genesis for me. Really? So um, in order. Exactly, in order that they've released. Uh, but that that first one did such a good thing in, in my gaming history as far as basically being an adult Zelda. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I'm going to gravitate more towards that one. Mine, mine's the same, except I would reverse two and one. Although I've never played three or Gen- I was gonna say yeah. Genesis, I've barely touched. So it's I think hard. three would, knowing you, three would be your last yeah. because of it being more Souls. Probably, <laughs> yes, you're probably. Correct. But again, it is one of the only game series that I can think of that has ever switched genres for each game. Yeah, that this is four games. Obviously, this last one wasn't a mainline. Right, but they've had a different genre every game. I mean, they're I, technically, I guess they're all action adventure, but their gameplay is so different. And now I'm just wondering when they inevitably do a culmination. We've played all four characters of the Horsemen now. What does that fifth game look like? How do you incorporate all five or all four characters? Yeah, because I, I feel like that's what you have to do. You have to have almost a four player co op game where everyone could be a Horseman and yeah. see how all that stuff goes. And and that. That was the original. Uh, that was what they were originally gonna yep. do for Darksiders two, right? And uh, then they, they uh, had to yeah change after it. Da- after Darksiders during Darksiders two. That's when it was faux announced that it was going to be a five game series, which each game taking place in a horseman's time, like as far as what they're dealing with. Yeah. Then that fifth game is a culmination of them essentially going after the council. Yeah. And trying to, I guess, set everything right. Which I wonder if they're gonna continue with that same plan because Vigil Games obviously they got shut down when THQ went bankrupt. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the original people uh, ended up going to THQ Nordic to help them make this. So 
I don't know. It'll be interesting. It sounds like to just finish this off, yeah. I think they'll do they one will. last one. Yeah. So, yeah, I just uh, – I, I think that they'll just continue that doing that. Uh, Bloodar says, how come there's not one good Walking Dead game? Massive fan of the series. Love to see Norman on Death Stranding. Uh, I will. I wouldn't say there's not a good Walking Dead game. Telltale. Maybe just, maybe just not the Walking Dead game you want. Yeah. Uh, there's not a good, like, open-world Walking Dead yeah. RPG-like experience, like where you're surviving, essentially. There is Wa- a VR game that's zombie-like yes. that's coming out. Um, Did that come out already? I don't or? know if it, or, might have came out. I know it's only on Oculus or yeah. Vive. It's not on PS uh, uh, VR. Right. But I, I, yeah, I would highly recommend. I actually really enjoyed the first Walking Dead mm-hmm. season. Um, I did not like the other ones, but that's because I'm not an adventure game person. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just cool when I was into Walking Dead to play this type of, especially Glenn being that like yeah. bonus character. The first season was amazing. Yeah, but then that new, the Walking Dead game that came out on PC. Uh, oh god god just and it was supposed to come to consoles yeah. later but then they canceled it because it did so yep. bad it just was bad yeah uh almost as bad as that uh norman Reedus crap what was that game called where it was uh him and his brother were in it uh it was a console walking dead game uh, uh i think I, i'll look it up it while we kind of Mer- go in merle and daryl it was yeah. starring merle and daryl and it was just straight awful it was supposed to be something like a more open world survival scavenger type of game but uh it was it was real real bad i want to say it was like survival instinct was that it walking dead survival instinct i, I think that's what it was and it was just it was such a bad game. <laughs> I would not recommend playing that. So, yeah, if you want a good Walking Dead game, definitely play the Telltale games because their stories are really good and definitely worth it. Um, yes, it is. So that's it what is it survival called. instinct. Yep. Cool. The uh, downfall is the first thing I did, it pulled up Code Vein because that's what their Code Vein DLC was announced to being, yep. is survival instinct, which I still want to check that out eventually. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the topic of the show, we have Xbox Series X details being confirmed by Microsoft. Um, so they kind of just posted a whole bunch of stuff about Series X in a blog post on the Xbox Wire uh, from Phil Spencer. Um, so essentially they're confirming this is a 12 teraflop machine, which is what the rumors were. Uh, it has variable rate, rate shading, which we aren't going to go into technical stuff. We aren't technical experts. Uh, hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing. Essentially, ray tracing is just better lighting, so it makes the lighting in the games look better. Um, but two of the important things that came out of this, uh, so quick resume for multiple games is a super awesome feature. Quick resume is essentially where you shut down your game, uh, you turn off your console, turn it back on, and you have your game exactly where you left it. So you don't have to worry about save states or anything like that. It'll just yeah. During this up. console generation, it was like one of the biggest hyped updates that both platforms had. Yes. Um, and I think it was like a year or two into the console's life cycle that yeah. it came out, and everyone's like, "What do we do before we have this whole thing?" Exactly. And now with multiple games, obviously even better, even better. especially with going probably a lot more digital this time around yep and another uh, another tidbit about that is is now uh as for series x you can shut your console down completely like do a hard reset and it will still do the quick resume when you turn the console back on i don't know if it, it's like that on ps4 but on xbox one if you like hard power it off like hold down your console and power it off like unplug power it and plug it back in 
it, it starts over. It starts fresh. So you can't resume from that I couldn't process. tell you because I don't know the last time I yeah. hard-powered my console down. Really? Yeah. I always wow. just put it in rest mode. I'm always just so used to that. My problem is is I'm in the preview program, so there's always some kind of bug that I have to do a hard uh, reset to yeah. fix it. So, uh, so that, that all looks very interesting. Uh, the other big news piece from this is they are announcing a new smart delivery feature. So... Uh, apparently uh what this does is if you own a game on xbox one for instance cyberpunk 2077 this is one of the titles that's been confirmed for this feature if you own cyberpunk 2077 on xbox one when you buy your series x this fall well not this fall but when you buy your series x and cyberpunk comes to series x you'll get that game for free so essentially they're giving you the better version of the game for no charge that's Obviously, that's a consumer-friendly uh, feature that definitely needs to be incorporated on all fronts. Because, yeah, PC's been doing it for a while. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it makes no sense for them to release remasters on the next gen and be like, hey, give us $60 more for the same exact game, yep. just looking better, essentially. So this is an awesome feature. I hope that everyone does this uh, because it's... Honestly, it's a no-brainer. I think coming into this next generation, the only thing we're going to see as far as remasters um, or remakes um, are going to be games that are a lot older than two generations. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that people are going to want to revisit, try to touch up, see, hey, this didn't stick in the early 2000s or even late 90s. Let's see if it does now these days. Um, I think with that type of feature being offered, you're going to see a lot. Like, what, the first three years of this generation – it was at least two a month major remakes came out. Yep. Or, excuse me, major remasters. So, I mean, it's only it only added to, like, being a joke of this console generation, basically just being an extended life cycle of the PS3, PS4. And granted, I fell victim to that. I bought the Bioshock collection. I bought the Handsome Jack collection. I did as well. Yeah, so, like, I get it. I fell into that. I was part of that problem. Yep. But I also wanted... You couldn't play those games at that time on your actual console, and I, yeah, I think you're kind of like me. When the new console comes out, you'll give it a couple of months where you're keeping the old guys, but after that, you're like, why do I still have this plugged in? I've not turned yeah. it on. I'm only playing my new thing. So, and and even some companies, uh, when Microsoft announced backwards compatibility for Xbox One for uh, 360 games, some companies like uh, like um, uh, 2K were doing things very shadily like releasing the handsome collection on xbox one and ps4 but then not allowing people to play backwards compatible borderlands 2 and borderlands 1 which is kind of in my opinion that's pretty crappy because they were they were giving them the ability to do that now you can do that uh, but it took them a while after that game came out before they actually supported it which yeah it's kind of that's kind of crappy but whatever uh, so apparently we won't have to worry about that as much, but it is up to the developer. So it's not a mandate. So we could still see remasters happen. Uh, we could, I just don't think it's going to be as prevalent as it was, yeah. uh, this time around. I agree. Um, especially with services such as game pass or PS now. Um, we've, and we've talked at those ad nauseum at this point, 
but those programs are going to only continue to enhance that experience of being able to play previous generational games. Yeah. I mean, you're what the entire lineup of Gears of War is on Game Pass, I believe. Yes. So that's not just because we're switching over to a new console does not mean those games are going out of Game Pass. Correct. So you still get to play something from two generations prior. Yep. So why and, would you why would you need to remaster it? And even three generations prior on the OG Xbox. Yeah. Uh there, Voodoo Vince. There, no, God, please, no. And every Phil. time I, every, it's like, Ugh. so that Candyman trailer came yeah. out. And so every time you say Voodoo Vince into the camera, that's what happens. Yeah. And like, Phil, Phil Spencer comes out behind you. Yeah, Phil loves that game too much. Um, the other thing is uh, HDMI 2.1. This is, I think this is pretty much a given on both consoles. This is going to have to be in both consoles because... Uh, essentially what hdmi 2.1 is going to give you the ability for is 120 frames per second on uh your console so obviously you have to have a tv or monitor that supports 120 frames per second which not there's not a lot out there that do uh but this is exciting for uh some games like smaller games that use uh that extra horsepower to make the game even more crisp uh for instance uh forza last generation was often 1080p 60 frames per second on xbox one even though the xbox one struggled as a console they still hit that benchmark which makes me think that they'll do the same thing for series x and have 4k uh, six, uh 120 frames per second possibly for um series x so that'll be interesting to keep our eye on there uh it also allows for auto low latency mode which just basically means it turns on your game mode for you uh without you having to do it that's i mean that's not anything revolutionary um and they did confirm that all your game pass games will still work on series x so uh your entire catalog from day one will be there with you uh so technically this for both consoles to be the largest launch lineup of any console generation yeah. ever technically yes with backwards compatibility yep. yeah because uh, xbox 360 had backwards compatibility and so did ps3 the original right? it did yep yeah um that's the only reason why I ever kept my original fat yeah. PS3, because you could play PS2 games on right, it. Right. Uh, so kind of piggybacking on that a little bit, uh, I saw this week that Microsoft is uh, is selling the Xbox One X for $299. And this, this piqued something in my mind, and I know they talked about it on Unlocked this week, uh, and they have a different idea than I do, as well as you. Uh, but... Xbox One X is being sold at $299 now. So the Xbox One X had been selling at $499. So $500 for the longest time. And there was a ton of sales and stuff last holiday that were at $349. Uh, $329, I think, was the lowest I saw uh, Black Friday. Um, but now they're selling it for $299. In my opinion, this is what my thought is. I think they are paving the way for Series X to come in at $499. And the reason being is Xbox One X is the highest tier possible of Xbox One. And that's $299. My thinking is if they get people buying that, because they're not going to... Xbox One X isn't going to go anywhere in the next year. I mean, it's going to be on shelves for the next year at least. Maybe. Uh, Maybe on shelves. Well, it'll at least yeah. be around, <laughs> depending on what yeah the coronavirus <laughs> does. But uh, that that'll still be there. And if it's two ninety nine, this isn't official price drop yet. It's just what they're selling it for right now on a promotion or whatever. 
Uh, but if they sell that at 299 and Series S, which is the low end uh, next gen, the rumor, if that whatever com- Lockhart is, yes, called. if that comes to fruition, if that comes out, that in my opinion, that could be 399, possibly 349, but I doubt it because SSDs are way too expensive for it to go that low. Uh, I think that'll be 399. And then uh, Series X is your more powerful console at 499. And the other reason why I say that is because Phil Spencer, and this is something Ryan forgets about. He talks about it on Locked. Uh, Phil Spencer has consistently said that they're not going to release a console at a non-console price. And Microsoft has never released a console over $500. They've never done it. Regardless of what we think about uh, what they're doing with PC and Play Anywhere and all the stuff they're doing, I don't think that they're going to release a $600 console because it's just not what they've ever done. That's not their Now, DNA. there has been multiple consoles, though, released over $500. Now, the, there is true statement of there's never been a successful console launch that was over $500. Well, there's never been an Xbox is what yeah. I meant. Yes. But I'm just saying there is precedence for right. console pricing to be above $500. Obviously, PS3, everyone knows. Right. Um, there was a bunch of systems in the uh, early 90s that were too, but again, those weren't successes. Right. And now there was PS3 at the beginning too. Right. Uh, but that technically console price could be – there's never been one over, I believe, 1000 there's um, been one up to a thousand. Uh, I can't remember. Um, it was uh, they started Nintendo and Sega, but it was released for like eight hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name over the life. With of inflation, me. I'm sure it's well over a thousand. Oh, yeah. Well, you can tell why it wasn't successful. Yeah, that's that's insane. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm no, just saying you're... that there is a console price. No, yes. that has been for it. There, there's definitely a precedent for a six hundred dollar console happening for sure. I just don't think Microsoft is going to do that because Phil Spencer, at the end of the day, it's Phil Spencer's call uh, for how much the console is going to cost. Obviously, manufacturing costs come into that and all that. But at the end of the day, it's Phil Spencer's call to say, hey, this box is going to cost this much. And the fact that he has been so consistent in saying, like, our console is not going to be above a console price and they've never released a console over $500. Even the Xbox one X, which is the, they branded as the world's most popular or powerful console in 2017 was $500. I, I just don't see them putting out a $600 console and I don't see, I don't see a $600 console and then a $400 console because that seems like too big of a gap. I think that will possibly backfire on them. Uh, I agree that it might backfire on that. Um, So I'm kind of using your verbiage almost to defend what I'm thinking too on this. Uh, So I apologize if I'm like misquoting you, but like you've said, you have said to me before in the podcast listeners that um, when it comes to Xbox or Microsoft in general, they're more focused on you being in their platform than the, you actually buying the physical box. Correct. So that is why that kind of adds to my uh, fire as far as thinking that it, you're going to get a $600 premium box for the very best console. Right. It is going to be more powerful than the PS4. I mean, Phil PS5. Spencer... Or sorry, PS5. Yeah, definitely more powerful yeah. than the PS4. <laughs> oh, no, uh, so. <laughs> but it, it, Phil Spencer's been on record saying that he never doesn't want to have the, the most po- powerful console anymore. So whatever they do, they are always going to try to have the most powerful. Right. And at that point, I think that you are sacrificing your power as far as for the premium model. 
Uh, Miranda Sanchez uses, uh, actually, I thought it was a very astute uh, comparison when it comes to when you get an iPhone. Right now, you generally have two models of iPhone that get released. Mm -hmm. You have the $900 one and the $1,000 one. So, and sometimes in now this past one, I think it was like almost a $200 price gap. I don't think that it is a smart move. Like you're saying, that's why you see them going away from that. Mm -hmm. I just seeing that being the move that they're kind of telling us at the moment yes. as far as what's going to happen. Now, again, we know nothing about Lockhart yeah. other than it's the worst kept secret in the industry. Yes. Um, it's never been talked about, never been mentioned. We yep. don't even know if it's launching day and date. It could be we're only getting the Series X. That's the launch console. A few months down the road, that's when you're getting whatever the Lockhart is. So we right. have no idea about this. So everything that we say is all conjecture. Yep. But and, and just kind of what I am feeling is that if they do only launch with a Xbox X or Series X, sorry, and then there's only a PS5, I think that you would see more comparable pricing as far as that 500, 450 range, that type of deal. But if they launch with both consoles, mm -hmm. that's when I truly believe you will see something around a $400 uh, lesser system. I'm not saying you still can't play your next gen games and aren't going to look beautiful because they are. Yeah. Um, but then you're going to see the higher tier model, the iPhone Pro of this whole thing, and that's going to be what comes in at a more budgeted price. Um, again, neither one of us have no. anything to back up anything. It's just kind of how we're feeling with this industry going. Yeah. And it's perfectly okay for us to have differing opinions because yeah. I'm sure everybody does at this point. Um, oh, uh, Bledar, just so you know, yeah, we do self-research all of ours. Uh, we... Uh, he was asking about as far as how we get all of our data and stuff like that. We do actually yeah. do our research actually throughout the week. Um, and then him and I will obviously like just talk to each other and figure that stuff out. Yeah. You should see my DMs um, to myself on Twitter. They're really fire <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm landing with this whole Xbox pricing debate. Yeah, I think no matter what, when all this stuff comes down to it, it is really going to come to the pricing of Sony. And I know... It's already been talked about. Sony's waiting for Microsoft to announce their pricing. Yeah. But I really think it's going to come down, as far as Xbox move, what they're going to do when Sony announces. Because if Sony does save $500, yeah. I think in their mind then, okay, that's perfect. Then, yes, we can do a 400 and a 600 because we can get that. But if, yeah. if Sony announces something that's going to essentially say you're right, Xbox Series X is $500. Mm -hmm. Say Sony says, okay, this is going to be uh, 450 um, then that's going to determine, I think, more their Lockhart price than anything. Because I don't think you go to a $100 difference between those two. Right. Because I'm not saying that I know anything, but my guess is it's going to be a substantial upgrade from whatever Lockhart is to Series X, as far as in terms of power. Yes, because the rumor is uh, that Lockhart is like a four teraflop console, yeah. which is technically less than the Xbox One X. Yep. Uh, but it has the faster CPU and it has the SSD. Xbox the X is uh, six, correct? Xbox One X is yeah, six. six. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I think that a lot of dictation with this could actually come from whatever Sony is. And who knows? Maybe Sony has two models. We have yeah, no idea. Possibly. Maybe this is a odd generation for us to all go in at this yeah. point. We had um, kind of a half generation step with the PS4 Pro, Xbox One X. Mm. That's not really ever been done before yeah. um, inside consoles. So we are really looking at almost a new frontier of what everything's going to be. Yeah. 
I think it's interesting because I think that Sony could hit 450 because uh, they're the cost of their console is like close to 450. Mm. So if they sell it at 450, they're making no money, but they still have their software sales to make it back. Uh, I, I totally understand your point of view on that. And you're using my uh, points to, to back that up by saying like Microsoft doesn't care about their console uh, boxes per se. And I should, maybe I shouldn't say don't no, no, care. No, no, no. Yeah, but they do obviously. They, but. they don't need the yeah. people to play that way. They want you to play whatever way you want to play. And I, I agree with that. They don't necessarily need you to get an Xbox Series X. But that that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be a more expensive console just because of that. Um, it definitely could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens because if Series X and PlayStation Five are both five hundred dollars, I think that's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft markets their console against PlayStation Five being the more powerful console rumoredly because we don't even know playstation 5 specs yet no but i i would say it's pretty safe to assume that whatever that 9.2 teraflops at least that part of it is going to be pretty much on the money that's an odd number to to make up yeah to like kind of say and again i i think xbox this is their attack moment they've been on defense for the last seven years this is the part where they actually go on the offense Mm -hmm. try to nab you essentially they They've lost this part of the battle, so to speak, in a console war, even though you and I both don't believe in that. Um, So now it's their time to essentially go guns blazing and show everybody what they want to offer. And they have the entire E3 stage to do this on, too, this year. And let's be real. It's about the games. So show us the games. See what we got. Because PlayStation 5, we only have Godfall that's officially announced. And uh, Microsoft, we just have Halo Infinite. That's only official Officially announced, Uh, yeah. But we, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what games we actually get. Yep. So, uh, thank you guys for watching uh, live in the uh, YouTube chat. Appreciate you guys coming out. Some new faces there. Uh, appreciate you guys checking it out. Uh, we are live each week. Uh, usually is on, on Wednesdays, but maybe, I don't know. It'll be kind of in flux. We're still I think this Wednesday should be fine. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wednesday probably we will be back. So uh, appreciate you guys watching live, and remember you can always follow us on YouTube at PodcastBXN. Follow us on Twitter at PodcastBXN as well. Uh, and that is it. And I appreciate you guys. And much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces.